You are listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. We exist to empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive through podcast community. Now, here is your host. Welcome to Accidental Hope Podcast, a community that seeks hope and healing from a faith perspective. My name is Jennifer. And I'm not an expert, but I do share life experiences because I believe it will help someone else. So get ready to open your heart, laugh, cry, and receive. Let's get started. Welcome back to part two or a continued episode of my talk with Bryn Johnson, founder of Raise for Rowan. And we were just leaving off an important part of the conversation talking about sissy signs and really feeling like we have these moments that God provides where we are reassured in our peace, just understanding that God sends comfort to those who are mourning in different ways, that we're not alone, and that everything will be okay. And that's what we're talking about. So if you missed the first part of the conversation, go back and listen to it. If you missed listening to Cassie Miller, press pause and go back a couple episodes. And this is really a three-part series, 58 59 and episode 60. I hope you enjoy. Not that his spirit lingered there because I don't believe any of those things. I believe that no, God, I, I believe that, and you know, maybe this is a good segue into what we had talked about bringing up like signs. Like, I believe mm-hmm. in my whole full heart that his name was David, that David is in heaven. And I believe that because when I was just at one of my lower points, you know, it's like you get low and then you find new levels of low. But I remember just being at a very rock bottomish point and God giving me a vision of David in heaven. And I had this, yeah, and I had That's this, beautiful. I had this beautiful vision of almost like a, a sunset. I painted it. I'll send you the picture. And it was David driving his motorcycle into the sunset that he never felt the pain that I thought he did. You know, we were trying to do these things in the real world, in real time, but God had already taken him and freed him from pain, from unforgiveness. He was at peace and in heaven. And I can't explain fully how I feel that, but I feel it so much that it it gave me peace with signs. You know, I heard on your show, Angel Talk, about, you know, talking about sissy signs. And, you know, I believe that God knows what we need, you know, because I had that with my grandmother. You know, I remember when my grandmother passed, I remember just needing peace and feeling like, oh, I think that was, that was from, you know, Nana, you know, then to, it's weird to feel that, but I felt this about this complete stranger, you know, I didn't have any memories. But I just felt little things like, I think that was from him. I think that was God yeah. giving me this reassuring me, this validation, this peace, knowing what I needed to help my own mental sanity. Do you want to share one of yours? I mean, I haven't heard you. Um, I just know that you kind of talk about this. I do. I, I really love it because I think we all receive um, sissy signs, <laughs> your own personal sissy sign, whether it be from, you know, any past loved one or anybody that you've lost. And um, I think yeah, like you said, God brings them to you at the perfect timing when you're really needing them the most. And what that triggered for me when you were sharing that, um, and this is something I've actually never shared on Angel Talk before even, but um, in the beginning after Sissy passed away, I would get 
signs all the time because um, I think I needed them 24 seven. So whether a feather would fall at my feet while I was like walking on a trail because um, I would do a lot of hiking and stuff after she passed away and I just wanted to be in the in nature because that was very calming for me. But I just remember I would always, always find a feather pretty much on every hike I'd ever go on and um, songs would come on. Like her favorite song when she was alive was All About That Bass by Megan Trainer, and she loved to dance so she would shake her booty and um, we would call her, she would butt bomb her dad. This is just silly talk, but like that was like her form of wrestling as she would dance and like drop it like it's hot and then she'd go run and like <laughs> love it like drop her butt on her dad oh my gosh so funny so she was just a very like full of life character um but that song had would come on like just at the right perfect timing when I was really really having a hard moment or something like that but um I had went through a, a period of time where it was like really stagnant and I wasn't getting these signs anymore, not as frequent. And I, um, you know, would cry and I would pray and I would talk to Rowan out loud and just be like, Oh honey, like, please just come visit mommy. Like I would give anything for you to just visit me in a dream. You know, you're almost begging for those little moments cause you miss them so much. So, and I would pray to God, like, can you please just free her up a little bit in heaven to like visit mommy in a dream? Cause I know she's busy. Like she's got big plans and she's a powerful little thing. So I know she's making a difference. And, um, but can you give her like a little bit of time for me to just visit? And, um, oh, I didn't expect to get emotional. No, but. no, I'm here. You, I'm with, <laughs> I'm with you. And I remember just begging for that. And one of my friends is a masseuse and she had messaged me and she said, you know, I'd love to come over and give you and Cody free massages. Just my treat to you guys, because I want you to relax and just like meditate. And, um, this was a few months after the accident. So maybe four or five months after the accident had happened. And my background with this friend, her name is Tiffany. Um, her father, dated my mother for like 10 plus years. And it was my mom, her dad was the love of my mom's life. Well, he passed away a little bit prior to Rowan passing away, but we had really bonded. Like she was there for me during that time of my grief because she had lost her dad and she was just always checking in on me, but she had offered, you know, I want to come give you and Cody massages. I just want you to relax and just tune out and meditate. And I'm going to, um, massage you. So she had came over and I was telling her, I'm like, I haven't received any signs from Rowan for a while. And it's like really weighing heavy on me because like, I need that connection with her. And, um, she's like, well, daddy, daddy's already told me that they're together. Um, she's like, Bryn, I've had so many visions of them just, um, driving around in an old pickup truck in the fields with this tall, beautiful grass. And they're laughing like just their contagious laughs having the best time in heaven and um that was his new grandbaby you know that he had up there so we were just laughing about that and then she basically was like okay now you're gonna meditate and I'm gonna massage you so we talked about it for a little bit and I almost went into like a pretty good meditative state plus I was sleep deprived because I hadn't been sleeping so I was kind of in that like half asleep half awake feeling and I just got the most clear as day vision of Rowan running through a field of 
um, tall daisies, beautiful flowers. And she was laughing and spinning and jumping and so joyful. And um, like, I will never forget that vision because it was pure joy and happiness. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was just um, like Tiffany's good energy and we could um, open up to one another, but I really felt like with her getting me in that like relaxed state and us being able to open up and share those deep moments with grief with one another. Um, I just, I saw that beautiful vision and I felt like that was such a gift from God, but I really felt like it was real. Like total gift from me, God. Yeah. Yeah. And like she was showing me like, mom, I'm having the best time. And she was laughing. I'm okay. And jumping. Yes. And it was beautiful. Yeah. It, that's beautiful. And I believe that that was real. I almost felt it too, just you sharing mm-hmm. it. That is absolutely how God works. He knows our heart so well, and he knows what is um, our minds better than we do. And he knew that you needed that, that friend Tiffany to share in that, maybe to even just unlock it to where you're, you can receive it, that gift. Yeah, that exactly. was timing. It was. It really was. Wow. That's good. <laughs> That's I Man, I didn't expect to get so emotional, but thanks for um sticking through that with me. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is, you know, we're just having a heart to heart sister time and um yeah. it's it is uh it is my privilege and honor just to get to sit with you and and I hope it doesn't trigger you to a bad place but it comes to you come to a point where and I hope I want this for everyone who experiences grief that you can have both you can right. have your sadness and your joy at the same time exactly. you know when, I love that when you when you said about the Megan trainer all about that base I remember that that you know had come out because I started using it in my classroom you know when we're <laughs> doing geometry, all about the base, like finding the base measurement, you know, and so yeah. I sing it all the time. <laughs> but it's like I could just see that little baby, and and if when you hear it, you want to cry, but you also can just see her, and it gives you that joy, that bubbly, it bubbles up, you know, joy from unexpected places, and you know, don't lose that because that's special, and um, yeah. You know, that's, that's God walking us through it. He doesn't say we're not going to experience pain and grief and suffering in this world, but he says, I'm going to come along with you. And, um, you know, all of those things we can experience. He doesn't want us to be stuck, you Mm -hmm. know, and I think um, that can be the pitfall. Talked a little bit about the forgiveness part and forgiving the situation. We talked about the triggers, which was good because it's something I've never really brought up on my show a whole lot about the different triggers that we experience. But it's important to find the little blessings um, because we can be stuck and shut them out too. We can, Mm -hmm. we let our mind wander we can, we can shut them out, but God wants to give us that butterfly that flies, that, that bird that, you know, comes to you, the, the breeze. I got nature. Yeah. Nature is such good medicine. Um, it is. It, it is, is seriously a blessing. Like what a beautiful way to um, release, like release the anxiety, release the anger, the hurt, the pain. Seriously, just being outside in nature is such a healing. It's such a healing way. And giving back. And that's why I think it's important to where, obviously, you don't want to give from a, a wound. But, you know, 
creating community and paying it forward. Did you have anyone, you said your friend Tiffany had experienced loss, but did you have anyone else that reached out to you that really became this community who knew exactly where you were in your grief? Like, um, like maybe someone who also had lost a child. Um, you know, what were some of those experiences that were helpful versus hurtful or both, if you want to share an example? Well, um, that is kind of a tough question because no, I hadn't really ever known anybody that had lost a child um, before. I mean, I had, I've had friends that have, um, you know, suffered a miscarriage and um, obviously that is equal, equally as, you know, tragic. Um, but I didn't know anybody firsthand in my like everyday life that had ever suffered a loss in, in that way. And I was feeling very alone because it's not something that I'd really ever heard of before. Um, the closest person that I could think of when you mentioned that was my pastor, Jim Ford, who has been a guest on Angel Talk before. And um, I had never went to his church. I'd never met him before. But in our small community, I had heard of the accident of his daughter um, passing away in a car accident the year prior or maybe a year and a half prior of Rowan's accident. But I'd never met him, nothing. Um, but he did come to my home after Rowan passed away. And I think he, I mean, he prayed over me and my husband and he just to have a hug from somebody that understood the loss of a child um, was huge because I knew nobody else in my life that knew what that really felt like. So um, that was a huge support for me. And um, really other than that, even though nobody understood necessarily, I think clinging to the people that are comforting to you at that time. Um, obviously my family surrounded me and my husband during that time. And I think just having that support system, even the simple things like I, I remember I couldn't drive. So like my mother-in-law would come and get me to take me to just get me out of the house and we would go, um, do yoga together, or we would go to the grocery store together. Kind of, I had a babysitter for a few months because I was so incapable of really even functioning. And um, my husband obviously dealt with grief a lot different than I did. And he took a few weeks off of work, but after that, he was ready to go back to work and, and start living um, a normal day-to-day -day routine again. Whereas I really felt like I couldn't do that. I, I was... Um, a very busy hairdresser in town where I had a full clientele and we had a busy salon. And I, I was like, I can't go back in the public. I, you know, because I felt on display really, um, where his work is construction type work. And he, you know, men and don't really have talk. kind of a small town, you know, y'all have kind of a small yeah. close knit town. Yeah. Very small town. And, um, it's a curse and it's a blessing at the same time because everybody knows your business. So I couldn't go to the grocery store without having everybody staring, you know, whether they realized they were or not, it was really uncomfortable for me to um, face anybody because I felt to blame. Like, how did I not know where my daughter was at that time? And you go through all those different layers of the demons. And that if, get you're, if you're listening to this, please, if you've ever had that thought, stop and rebuke it right now and repent because Guys, whatever you've thought, 
y'all just know we've thought. Whatever you've yeah. thought about me, I've already thought about me, you know, and, exactly. and all those things. Yeah, because so. you do. You, you feel like um, you're at the very bottom of, <laughs> of life at that point, you know, like what else can go, you know, what else can you take from me? Like I felt terrible about myself, but right. I know Cassie felt that same way, you know. And like so y'all both- had that bond because at least y'all knew you were both yeah. there. You knew and you both yeah. felt on display. So you could both kind of cling together. That's yeah. We were both like hermits. I would text her and just be like, how are you doing? You know, we were both horrible and we were miserable, but, um, she was very, she wanted to stay isolated as well. And I did too. I'm like, I don't want to go anywhere, but you know, my sister-in-law is making me or somebody's making me go somewhere with them. And, um, it was, it was good. You know, I needed, I think somebody to be strong for me during that time. Cause I couldn't. And, and really for my son too, cause um, I really relied on my family to help with my son at that time because I just really felt like I couldn't do anything. Right. So I think you just have to lean and rely on those people that bring you comfort. I mean, you might not find anybody that has experienced that firsthand or even tragedy in their lives, but if there's somebody that can offer a hug or just hold your hand or pick you up to take you to the grocery store, I mean, those are the people that got me through those really hard beginning stages. And, um, they're still the people that I'm close with today. So, and unfortunately, I think when you go through something really tragic, you might lose a few friends after something like that, because you don't have time to put energy into something that's, um, I guess not giving you anything in return. And that sounds selfish, but when you're really, really hurting and you're really struggling just to get through a day in those right. beginning phases, your circle you gets smaller. Put, yeah. yeah. And, um, I unfortunately kind of turned away from some of my friendships that I really just didn't have the energy to, to put any, anything into them anymore. So, um, it's not that I stopped caring about those people. I just literally couldn't I didn't have the energy to do anything other than focus on healing and getting through a day and taking care of my son and, um, trying somewhat to nourish my marriage. So, uh, I think that's something that's obviously hard to understand if somebody's never went through something really traumatic or, you know, a loss, but it's not that, um, we don't care about you or love you. It's like, you just have to put all your energy and effort into just healing and getting through it. So, Right. Um, Give yourself grace. You can't, you can't invest because even a conversation, you have to invest and give, you know, and sometimes you just can't, you know, Mm -hmm. you got this much energy and this much patience and this much, you know, and it really needs to be, like you said to your son, your husband, you know, and, and Cassie probably understood that too. She was experiencing Mm -hmm. it in the same, so y'all could see each other, you know, I want to tell you something so special. You'll hear it when her show um, airs uh, because we recorded it like almost a month ago, but um, she talked about just the kindness, the overwhelming kindness from your family expressed. I love that. And, you know, it was, it was more than just kindness. You have, I'm telling you, it was life giving. Oh, that that makes my heart happy. (laughs) You know, um, that, I mean, really like, honestly, the difference between life and death for her, Mm -hmm. 
and yeah and I knew or that people, too. Or, or people like us and uh, so that is just literally one of the most beautiful things that um, I just want to I, I just want to say almost like thank you to your family um, how much that would mean to someone as a as a caddy remember caddy is yes. causing accidental death or injury um, it's better than saying accidental killer you know yeah <laughs> yes <sighs> um, not to laugh but sometimes right right like, and so that's do? just such a beautiful thing um to have community that way yeah it was it was such a hard time but i do um remember just feeling so worried for her because obviously we would stay in communication but i knew how bad she was struggling too and i was worried for her because i'm like cassie you're a mom and you're a wife and like we have to get through this together. Like we have to, like, you can't give up. Like I'm still going forward and you have to be with me. Like you can't just give up because I was so worried about her. Cause she, you know, you're just so miserable. And, um, I remember my family being equally as worried for her and, you know, we would go to her house to bring her like just little anything like little necklace or a little gift or just a hug and just tell her we're thinking of her. And, um, at that time I, it was just what we did. Like it wasn't abnormal for us, you know, because that's, we just already had loved her. Um, but I'm just so thankful that, you know, even now today, almost six years later, like we still get together for like family things or, you know, uh, she was over for my son's birthday party and just to like be able to sit together on the back patio and have a drink together and watch our sons playing like, I'm just really happy that we've been able to come to this place and still remain like family. I don't feel like she's even just a friend anymore. She's like a family member to me. And I think my family feels the same way. So, so beautiful. beautiful. It is. There's, it's so beautiful. It's mind boggling. It's gotta be God. And I'm so grateful for that. I I am so grateful for that because the spiritual aspect that you were talking about earlier, I mean, there is, so many layers of spiritual attack. I Mm -hmm. so wholeheartedly do not believe you're crazy for one bit. I believe absolutely felt very similar feelings. And, you know, I've, and I'm, I believe that when you go through that fire, that test, almost like I'm not comparing us to Job, but like, there is that overcoming and there's been probably other things that have happened since then, but like you now know, like if you can handle that and Mm -hmm. God was faithful in that, it's like, come at me, whatever. Um, pandemic, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's weird. The resolve of like a pandemic, you know, because I'm like, I've already experienced, I feel like the worst of the worst. That, that I, you know, besides losing a, a child, I told you that, you know, um, where the pandemic, I'm like, you know, I haven't had that much anxiety. I haven't, um, I, I have sorrow for people. I have compassion towards other people, but my world's already gone upside down and I knew it, it things look different and it's going to be okay to yeah. where everybody else's life is upside down right now. And they're still grieving life before the pandemic where I've experienced that. I didn't have a pandemic, but I had like everything of life went to, you know, where and, and here we are, things are different, but it's okay. 
so I feel like it's the right. same thing, um, kind of feeling, but man, um, wow. <laughs> I know we could go, we could probably talk about like all Everything. kinds of yeah. things and well, you are always welcome back to accidental hope. Um, well, thank I, you. You too. I'd I would love to do this again. I mean, yes. There's so much to talk about. There is. And I, I truly appreciate what you're doing for families. Um, I know that, you know, we, we briefly talked about when there's the, the accident and, you know, the parent is the driver and, you know, mm -hmm. or a sibling is the driver and the accident occurs where they're having to care for, you know, they're experiencing like layers, you know, you know, I don't know that if I told you this before, but you're actually the second situation or event or similar tragedy with best friends. Like I've met another best oh. friend group where the accident occurred with a little girl, um, an 18 month old baby girl, wow. almost exact scenario. One best friend, they live next to each other. It been so fast. It can. And yeah, it can. And it's heartbreaking, but the, um, the friendship, you know, we're still praying for that friendship to be mended, you know, oh. we're still praying for that friendship to be mended. And, um, but you give, I, I hope that when, um, my friend who hears this, who is a caddy, I hope that y'all's story, I hope that y'all's story gives other families hope and, yeah. and maybe inspires the beauty of coming together, setting the pain as the purpose to help other people, letting it fuel instead of imploding on each other, like coming together and getting closer knit where there's unity and there's grace and there's like, there's so much testimony from that versus like anger, bitterness, you know, walls, division. I'll never speak to them again. It, like no fruit comes from that. No. no, and it takes more energy to, to stay, stay angry. angry. Yes, and carry that around like it's not. Well, it's definitely not healthy, but it's not a good way to live. And how no. can you start healing if you're carrying around all that anger and resentment and hatred right. um, towards somebody else? Um, it's sad because I do see, I do see that obviously in everyday yeah. life as well. And um, we're not judging. We're not judging, but. No, we, it's so, to, we want you to feel the fullness, you know, and like feel the freedom from the that freedom. Because yeah. It's actually very freeing to not have to carry that around every day. And I'm not saying I haven't ever battled like blaming myself or being angry because I went through all those phases of, um, you know, I, I had years of anger and I didn't even know what I was angry who I was angry at. I knew what I was angry about, but I didn't know who I was angry at. So those feelings are so normal and they're so necessary to be healing in your grief. Um, but when you finally find freedom from the blame or um, letting go of like the anger and the hatred, you feel free and it's, um, it's healing. So healing. Um, not saying that you're pain doesn't ever go away. But like you said earlier, you can have grief and joy in your heart at the same time. And, um, you'll have, you know, you'll always have that little piece of brokenness in your heart, but you can still live a really full, joyful life again. 
And um, so don't give that up. I mean, it's, it takes a full-time effort every single day to move forward one step at a time and heal a little bit and keep going because life can still be beautiful all over again. So Oh, um, amen. I love yeah. that. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, oh, so good. I know, in the, I know when you're in the dark times, it's really hard to think that that could ever be a possibility because I just yeah. remember thinking like life is over. There's never going to be any hope. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's baby steps, one little baby step at a time. And, um, you'll find little slivers of happiness again, and then it'll become a whole pie slice of happiness. And then you get the whole pie again. It's, so life can get back to normal and it can be beautiful. So keep fighting the fight, folks, and yes. you can overcome. Keep fighting the good fight. My heart is so I feel full. like it was a great conversation, too. I think that we should maybe revisit our, our – um, do this again a few months from now and just – um, take off where we left off. Cause I could talk to you for another hour. <laughs> for real. Yes. Or maybe after this next anniversary, I think, um, you yeah. have a big oh. milestone, you know, when you get to, when you get to, uh, the five year was a, such a big milestone, you know, um, Cassie yes. did a, a guest blog for me, um, for, for the five year. And, um, you know, I think, uh, now it's like, wow, it's been over half a decade. I can see that where I'm, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's almost been five years. Isn't that mm -hmm. weird? How like, yeah. How time tr like messes with you a little bit. It, it can, does. It does. Yeah. And we're still going, but you know, what's so interesting is this last time on the anniversary, I felt like I had convinced myself, um, on the third that it was the fourth. I, it, you told me this oh story. Oh my gosh! This is so Did funny. I tell you? I, yeah. I mean, as, as if, you know, when you know, like when you're like, oh, it's it's Friday, and you're like, no, it's still Thursday. You know, I mean, like I had <laughs> <Yeah>. legit convinced <laughs> yeah. myself that it was the fourth when it was the third, and I had just been miserable all day, and I had beat myself up. And then by some point I realized, wait a minute, I still have to do this again tomorrow. Oh, and it no. was like this hilarious blonde moment where I yeah. was like, wait a minute, the Lord's trying to teach me something here that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we can have both. I had convinced myself and it was so funny for me, but I realized that, that that is not what God wants for any, for any of us. He wants us mm -hmm. to just find the find the beauty, find the good, you know, give back. Don't beat ourselves up. Don't right. beat ourselves up. It's not, life is not, there's no, there's no room for regret. There's so many lessons I think these accidents can teach us um, if we allow it. And one of my biggest ones is there's no room or energy for regret. There isn't. It's, you know, do your very best that you can do move on and make each day a little bit better if you can, you know, that's yeah, what, that's, that's what David taught me. And I, and beautiful. I think that's what Rowan teaches too. So awesome. yeah. Uh, Jennifer, I learned a lot from you today. So thank you so much for opening up to me uh, as well. So I loved this. Thank you. Thank you for coming on this show. I can't wait to, um, to follow up. We're Facebook friends now. And please tell everybody how they can find out more about Raise for Rowan. And if they want right. to give to this amazing cause, how can they find you? 
Yes. Um, our nonprofit is Race for Rowan. We have all of the social medias. Spell um, Rowan. And, Spell uh, Rowan. Rowan yeah, just in case. Yes. Um, Rowan is R-O-W-Y-N. And our website is raise, R-A-I-S-E, for Rowan.org. And um, you can go on there to see all of our upcoming events and fundraisers. We do things virtually now with, with the COVID. We have um, been hosting virtual online fundraisers that have actually been really successful. And um, that's been able to keep our doors open and still continue to give to our angel families. We do help all over the West Coast of the United States. So we are not just partial to Washington. We try to help um, and serve as many states as possible. As possible. Sorry, I got a little tongue-tied. Um, all of our angel babies are also on our website if you want to check them out. And we also have the podcast, Angel Talk, where we try to offer just some hope and emotional support for these families, um, really anybody that has suffered loss, because it's not just always um, about specific child loss. We try to be um, broad and know that there's so many people grieving for um, other people and other reasons. So we talk about grief and um, yeah, so check us out. You can find us online or follow us on Instagram or Facebook. And we also have merchandise that we always sell. So we can ship that to you wherever you are if you want to support in that way as well. It's a great cause and we always just try to have some fun. So um, check it out. Yes, I love it. Good deal. Good deal. Well, thank you for taking your time with me. Um, I appreciate yes. you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording now. Right. It's been awesome. It's been so awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. I enjoyed this so much and I could just feel um, like Roan and David were listening. <laughs> you know what I mean? That sounds Free. crazy. But yeah. yeah, I just love just it. Just the so. freedom. It's good. It's good stuff. Thanks for listening to Accidental Hope. Remember to see Cope and share it. Come back next week. Bye. Happy Music Number 7 brought to you by scottholmesmusic.com Thanks for listening to Accidental Hope. Remember to see Cope and share it. Come back next week. Bye! Happy Music Number 7 brought to you by scottholmesmusic.com